0: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis lifestyle radio. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more.
1: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network.
0: Cannabis lifestyle radio. This is the business of cannabis. The business of cannabis. Welcome again to the business of cannabis. This is a show where we examine the most important business issues in the North American cannabis industry. I'm Dave Scott here with my co-host Matt Cook. Today we'll be talking to Austin Green about Alpine IQ, which to simplify things is a marketing software platform for cannabis retailers. Our second guest is Rial Rosopoulos, a brand and marketing expert with Cannabis Wiki. I'll be chatting with Rial about PR and brand management, and how to develop a company's brand story and how to get that story out to the public. The theme of this week's show is marketing, classic marketing, figuring out how to best position yourself in the retail landscape and how to differentiate yourself in what is becoming an increasingly crowded place to do business. I'm Dave Sky, along with Matt Cook, and this is the Business of Cannabis. <music> So welcome back to um, the business of cannabis. We're excited uh, for our next guest, Austin Green uh, from Alpine IQ. Uh, Austin, I would describe as a true entrepreneur, graduates from the University of Oklahoma in 2016 and co-founds BlinkSync, which was a, a company that developed a biometric device that prevents trucking accidents due to fatigue. which is pretty cool. Uh, then transitions to Alpine IQ which I think you'll find is a remarkably robust software platform that covers data compliance, loyalty, customer analytics, and so much more. So there's lots of talk about.
2: Uh, Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So
0: um, IQ does a lot of stuff. Maybe you could just tell us how did it get started? Like what's the what was the vision behind it and what's the story that it that it started from one point and, and, and now seems to encompass a broad range of of services in, in the cannabis space?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually a really interesting story. So early on in our heyday, we were uh, well, we were we were focused on being a data company, but we were born out of a failed acquisition from a company called Tilray. So one of our, if you guys are familiar with them, if if not, they're a big LP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One of our founders was working there and they needed, they were acquiring a bunch of retail locations uh in North America and they needed a data aggregation software. And I'm sure you guys are aware, uh, especially back then, but still it's still the case today, a lot of these tech tools operate in silos. So they needed something to kind of stand in the middle and pull everything and act as kind of the system of record for all data. And that was where our other co-founder kind of stepped in to help build it. And interestingly enough, um, our two co-founders are brothers. So, you know, he steps in, they start building this thing and the acquisition actually failed. So they then decided to bring Alpine to the public market. Um, and I actually joined the team pretty quickly after that, when they started building, uh, they started hiring the first couple, you know, head salespeople. Um, I was actually employee number four. And since then we have just been running and gunning. Is that is that what they call you, employee number four at the office? Or? That's what
3: I have a name tag. <laughs> Before I get know? over here.
0: <laughs> I hate five. He's a yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, No, that's a really cool story. I always like hearing about how you know people, you know, ended up where they are, right? And it's usually not the direct route. Yeah, yeah it's never by plan. Yeah. No. So, uh, you know, Austin, why don't you tell us a bit about the platform um, and what it does? Because, you know, from what I can I can see, it does a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, just talk to us a bit about the platform.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, kind of like I said, we were born as a data company. Our initial goal was to step in the middle of the fragmented world of cannabis tech tools and integrate and aggregate everything. Um, And especially back then, it's still kind of the case today, a lot of these tools that your average cannabis retail tailor will be using, um, they don't really integrate, they operate in their own world. And oftentimes, a lot of these tools are also failed blue chip companies. So you're just dealing with a lot of issues that really wouldn't exist in in regular retail environments. So, you know, what we're doing is we're stepping in the middle uh, and aggregating and integrating it. integrating everything. So we're pulling data from the point of sale, the e-commerce provider, the website, other physical flat files. And we're standing in the middle, um, basically cleaning up all of their data. Uh, So contact enrichment, we're getting rid of duplicate records. We're adding new information based on third party sources to already existing sources. We're just making all of the data mirror uh, mirror itself for every tech tool and be usable. And then the next thing we do is we're running machine learning driven audience segmentation, which is a very Mm -hmm. nice way of us saying we're curating down all of their customers into more ideal audiences so we can then effectively market to them through all of our different marketing channels. Um, And we also have a lot of ways to personalize all of that good stuff. But that's what powers uh, everything in-house for Alpine and any third party um, output that we are connected to. So, you know, today we've got in-house loyalty. Uh, com- we're very compliance focused we have a lot of tools there we have sms we have email we have uh browser push notifications which we just released this week and we are also are about to release native push notifications with native apps so a whole slew of marketing channels we work with third-party email tools uh, programmatic advertisers e-commerce providers third-party data lakes uh, in-store screen displays third-party gift card companies we have a Full suite of data analytics, which overarchingly will replace a lot of other analytics tools that customers use. And we can set up automated reporting for that. We can push it out through email, Slack. I mean, we are, in the truest sense of the word, a data partner, but we leverage all that data to also be your partner in the world of marketing tools and, and making sure you're getting uh you're very effective with your marketing and, and engaging in that regard. <laughs>
3: So I, I'm getting excited because I'm a bit of a data geek. So I, I love hearing, you know, what you're talking about. Um, but, you know, for some people that maybe aren't like data geeks, um, what's the benefit of the platform and how they how can they use it like day to day to help um, build their business?
2: Yeah, so I w- I would say the main benefit on on that side of things and kind of the more generalized approach to describing it would be we are providing marketing tools that allow you to market to the right person at the right time with the right information. And you're putting your loyalty program in the palm of their hand through through apps and and different marketing channels so that they get a full experience for your brand, not only inside the store, but also outside the store. So let me, let's uh, delve into it uh, to continue what Matt's kind of
0: so, for someone listening, I'm a dispensary owner, mm-hmm. I have five dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Let's use that as that, ten dispensaries, whatever a test case. Let's say I'm in the rec side and I'm on the on the medicinal side just to make it complicated for you. <laughs> take take or not. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, take me through, you know, uh, I come in and i and I and I buy something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, take me through how does loyalty kick in? what What do you mean by push notifications, native push notifications, SMS, email? Take me through, you know, just for a few how how that would work and then how that would
2: make my life better as a dispensary owner. Okay, yeah, perfect. So uh, if you're the consumer in this in this uh, situation, you would go in and make a purchase. Um, and what's nice is all of that purchase history, that data is in your point of sale. and we also have that data. So we understand how much, you're purchasing, what you're purchasing, all that fun stuff, and we reward points accordingly. Um, and so you're gonna have a, the ability to interact with the brand through a native app. And what I mean by that is an app from the app store where you as a customer can see all of your loyalty points, discounts relevant to you as a consumer. So product level discounts based on things you purchased, categorical level discounts, birthday discounts, all the fun stuff that are relevant to you. It's really mimicking the coupon book of old uh so so would
0: that be like a white label thing like so i go into dave's cannabis shop um and it's dave's app or is it a different
2: app or like it would be dave's app the oh amazing no idea that alpine exists right it's it's dave's it's registered under dave it's branded for dave uh all that good stuff and What's great is that customer also will have the ability to order through that app. Now that uh, Apple just made that, uh, just released the ruling, right? The can actually place yeah. through that app. And uh, to touch back on your other question, native push notifications—that's just an app itself giving you a notification. So if you're on your phone and your Instagram gives you a notification because someone commented on your post, that's a native push notification. Um, and we'll be able to do those in a, as another form of marketing for customers that are leveraging the native app side of things.
0: So let's keep going. I, I bought something. You now have, as a dispensary owner, I now have information about this customer, what they buy, how often they buy, when they bought. Mm-hmm. They're getting points. They can go in with this app and then go, oh, on my birthday, I get 10% off. Oh, oh, I, and, and I assume you're sending messages to them. So take us through that of how that would work. Is there a separate software to like manage my SMS notification, you know, marketing? How, how would that work?
2: Yeah, no, so all of uh all you would be managing all four of those forms of marketing inside of Alpine. Uh, and the customer would can receive notifications through any form of marketing that they let's say have a birthday discount. But all of their, again, loyalty discounting stuff would live inside of the app. So they would, if a customer goes into Dave's Cannabis Shop, they would have their app in hand and be able to show any discount that they have inside that app to a bud tender and then apply it to the cart. Is it by telephone number? Is it by, how does how does that work? What's uh, that? So on the on the point of sale side of things, yes. Our source of truth that, that we track everything through would be either a phone number or email. Um, but again, if the customer already has their app open, then they are looking at their own view of their information. So it would already be connected to that phone number at that point. Oh, cool. Can you pay through the app or is that, or you No, so we, yeah. we will not be actually facilitating the payment processing. That's going to be on Dutchie or Jane or or Weedmaps, whichever e-commerce menu is actually plugged into the app at any given time. Uh, but they still order through the view of the app. So from the customer's perspective, they're none the wiser, but we will not be facilitating that payment Cool. and gift cards. Is that part of the app too? Or is that Uh, not today? We have a very basic integration with a gift card company. Um, And when I say basic, I really do mean basic it it, it really just displays visual information for the loyalty program. And it looks pretty. Uh, There's not a whole lot of functionality there. We are hoping that that may change. But you know, we also have a ton in the works for Alpine in the next 12 to 18 months, uh, outside of, you know, that comment.
3: That's actually a great segue. So what do you see coming down the pipe in the next 12 to 18 months?
2: Well, so native apps, uh, one that is the is, mm-hmm. we're about to release those and that's going to be awesome. That's going to really change the landscape of marketing for cannabis companies in a very good way. Uh, but we're also building out a brand dashboard. So we're going to be able to do a lot of cool stuff with brands and help them out with market analytics and different things that are going to, allow them to market in a lot more effective uh targeted way as well and to be honest with you i mean i know those are the next couple things on the horizon but i would be very surprised if there weren't a lot more on top of that because our developers are just wizards when it comes to this sort of thing i mean i like to i like to say that i am a race car driver that's that's driving a very very nice race car but i couldn't tell you anything about what's under the hood and how they make it so fast and that's Kind of uh, still runs still runs true today. That's kind of like me and Dave. That's probably
0: everyone <laughs> in the world. Like I don't know how a light bulb works, but let alone the race car. But fair, I, other than if it works because you've turned the switch on. Exactly. Uh, but let me ask you, uh, picking up on on um, brand, I find this so interesting because right now the focus tends to be on the experience in the retail location. A brand mm. is. Spoken of, but it's not in the forefront. How does that relate to me as a dispensary owner? Uh, let's talk about first the dispensary experience and how would I then use what you guys are planning to 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 benefit me. And then secondly, flip it to the brand, the the provide. You know, the, how would it benefit them, and how are they going to work with the retail side?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, happy to touch on that. So what we've, we found is there, it's very hard for the brands to market, right? They have, it's kind of like having one hand tied behind your back in a blindfold. Cannabis marketing in general is just tough. And it's tougher for brands because they don't have the physical location aspect. Um, So we're kind of solving that. We're going to allow brands to work with retailers to market through the physical location of the of the retailer, whether it's, you know, pop up stands or whatever, or actually working with the bud tenders and managers to promote that brand more. Um, And then we're going to facilitate a program that kicks back rewards to bud tenders to fix the bud tender turnover problem. So as a retailer, one of the biggest value adds you would receive is fixing bud tender turnover, increasing uh, pay for bud tenders and managers and being able to also receive a kickback as the retailer for working with this brand. Um, And obviously, we're not going to force these relationships. So retailers will have the ability to choose the brands they're working with uh, based on brands they actually like and they sell. Um, But it's going to be a huge value add for both the brands and the retailers.
0: So, uh, well, take me, what do you mean by the, how you're going
2: to solve the bud tender turnover? How's that So bud tender turnover is crazy, right? There's just very hard to keep bud tenders around for an extended period of time. And a lot of that has to do with salary. Um, So if you can increase the salary for bud tenders for specific stores, then they're going to be able to keep bud tenders around a lot longer.
0: Oh, so they're going to get comped based on their interaction with, with Alpine IQ because it's trackable it's data oriented Correct. it's real yeah. and 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 then i assume as a dispensary owner of dave's uh dispensary uh i'm happy to do that because i can see it it's real exactly you did yeah. this you sold this you,
2: you you performed these hit these metrics so sure here's more money yeah exactly and so we're tracking all that on the back end and, and uh, the the butt tenders are kind of you know in a, in a weird way wasted advertising space right now so hmm. if you can incentivize them to promote specific brands that is, you know, collectively supported by that retailer. Then it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Now, you should build on the your race car analogy. They should be
0: wearing like brands on shirts and, like, they put there their shirts, <laughs> like on their headbands, and uh, <laughs> exactly. on their back. yeah. Okay. So um, so yeah.
3: given given the fact that you know obviously turnover, the cost of turnover turnover is very very high, right? Um, so what's the cost of, you know, Alpine IQ, uh, and maybe you can walk us through what that looks like and then what does like an implementation, uh, look like?
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course. So we actually price very differently than, than most in the industry. Um, and the reason why is we want our incentives to be aligned. We want to be viewed as a partner, uh, not, not a marketing tool provider that is, taking margin on every text, email, or push notification that's sent. We wanna be there right alongside you, working as a partner in in every sense of the word. So we actually price based on the platform itself. You you pay a per month, uh, per store fee for all of the tools in the platform, and you get access to everything uh, in the platform today. And then you just pay to play on how much you market, which once again, that allows us to stand by our our customers and actually act as a partner and, and give true transparency that they need to understand the success of everything.
0: What do you mean by pay as you play? So I buy, I, I pay you X amount of dollars. I, which is interesting, I get everything
2: in the platform. I don't have to buy modules. Correct. Saying. There's no paywalls. There's none of that. That's you cool. Pay yeah, a flat license fee per store per month, and you get the whole platform. On the marketing side, uh, what I mean by pay is, uh, pay to play is you just pay for how many texts, how many emails, how right. many notifications you send. We aren't incentivized by how much you do. I mean, obviously we're not going to tell people don't market, but we don't really care, right? We we want right. to market to the, the right amount of people at the right time with the right information. Because with these text packages, with these email packages, all these things, retailers are oftentimes incentivized to text and market more than they should which creates a higher unsubscribe rate. And so there's that happy medium that we don't want to ruin because we're trying to make money on the marketing side of things.
0: Do you find your customers are overwhelmed by the tech that's being thrown at them? And then this the, the add-on question is, how does Alpine IQ kind of help solve that? Because if I'm not a techie person, if I'm not Matt, or you, I'm me, <laughs> and I got my light bulb. And believe me,
3: Dave is not a techie person. Yeah, I, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out this light
0: bulb thing still. Um, how do I deal with that? Um, is it not? Is it? Is it so simple that it's not a problem? Are there services? There's
2: coaching. There's training. How does that work? So lots of coaching and training. Uh, we have a client success team that not only goes through coaching and training, oh, but also cool. monitors the success of all of your campaigns and make sure you're doing everything right. You don't have too many unsubscribes, but On the flip side, we've also found that there's a direct correlation with how much people shop and how much they want to be marketed to. So, you know, your your mom that comes in and buys CBD once a month doesn't want to hear from you as a dispensary three times a week. Right. She's she's going to unsubscribe. But then your your heavy concentrate user that comes in every couple days, well, they're going to want to hear from you a lot more frequently, and they're going to want to hear about concentrate discounts, concentrate promotions, and maybe a few other, you know, kind of obscure things that may be relevant to them. So it's, we work with our customers uh, a lot to make sure they understand how to market, who to market to, and when they wanna hear from you. We also have a lot of machine learning baked in to make their lives a whole lot easier in that regard. So it's gonna, and when I say machine learning, general pattern recognition is a better way to describe it, but that helps them understand you know, when this person wants to hear from them, you know, we we even have uh, what we call a lifecycle distribution model, which is tracking the customer's purchase frequency, each customer independently of every other customer. So we know when a customer is sticking to their active shopping cycle or if they're trickling off. And it, again, is dedicated to each customer. So, David, if you shop every 15 days and you stick to that, great, you're active. And we know how much we should market to you based on your shopping pattern. Uh, but in you know, Matt, let's say he shops every 35 days, same thing. He's sticking to his shopping pattern. So we know that he's doing that. We know he's shopping regularly based on how often he, uh, wants to come in and we can market to him accordingly. Uh, we can also track if you guys are trickling off and haven't come back in a long time based on your normal shopping pattern and then address that and try to win you back as a customer. I yeah, love and that. That's,
3: yeah. That's incredibly important, especially in this day and age where people get annoyed with either over or under communication. So the fact that you've got that built into your platform um, is, is incredible. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to get my head around yik, you're solving a lot of my problems. <laughs> I don't want to pump your tires, but too much. <laughs> uh, but the, like I'm I'm busy working at my dispensaries. I've got a thousand things I'm trying to do. And I know how much time this stuff takes. You know, try to try to 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 just do um, one or two of these SMS campaigns. They take a long time. it's not It's not so simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, not to mention loyalty. like how would I even start with that? So that's cool. And I love the idea of of it of it drilling down to per person, rather because it doesn't really help to know. It's not bad to know, okay, people come every seven days on average. But Mm -hmm. if I have 5,000 customers, I don't know how useful that is. Yeah. I don't know how actionable it is. But if Matt comes in every 35 days, I guess what you're saying to me is, one, okay, how how do I keep that going? Which is cool. But the second thing is, how do I get them to come in every 10 days? Mm -hmm. What, What do I have to do? And I, I assume your data is going to help you do that.
2: Yeah. And it, it also help you make sure you're not, uh, you know, over-marketing to Matt, because we don't want Matt to unsubscribe and effectively, you know, not come to our dispensary anymore because we market to him too much. So we're kind of creating bumpers and boundaries on every side uh, and helping in every, every regard there. So, um,
0: well, we're, we're almost running out of time. Um, but last, uh, if if you, so again, Dave's dispensary, or whether now maybe I have. So what if I have 10 dispensaries? I have one dispensary, I have 10 dispensaries, and I have 100 dispensaries. What mm-hmm. would be your advice of what would I do first? Where would I start? Where would I focus to get the bang for the buck using
2: Alpine IQ? So when you have one dispensary, um segmentation is not necessarily not useful but it's just a little less useful right because if you segment down to you know a group that likes one category and also spends x amount of dollars you're targeting a much smaller group of customers so i would say either way leveraging alpine for marketing uh regardless of the size of your chain whether you're one store 10 stores or 100 stores is very important um but you do get there's a much higher return in terms of segmentation, the larger you are and the more customers you have. Uh, And that's also gonna depend on the market you're in, right? So medical markets have less customers and they're fighting over less customers versus rec markets who oftentimes have a lot more customers. Um, So I would say no matter what, no matter the size, having a tool like Alpine is useful uh, because on the data analytics side, you're gonna get a lot of value out out of it. Also having something where you can engage with your customers and market to them is very important and having your loyalty program live inside of the customer's phone at any given time outside of the store is very important as well. You're creating a lot of stickiness and uh, engagement where you didn't have it before. Um, And again, that's no matter the size of the company going to be very important. I get it. Um I, I the only problem is I have no dispensaries, so
0: I've been lying to you.
3: <laughs> you wasted your time. You gotta um, get on that, Dave. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, this afternoon I'm free. Yeah. Um anyway, I, and unfortunately we're out of time. And I feel like we've really only started talking about some of these issues, but this is um hopefully that's food for thought for for, for uh people out there um who are in the retail side or the business side of cannabis. Um and you want a one-stop shop that handles your data and marketing, well, Alpine IQ is definitely something to think about. I'd like to thank Austin Green for uh, coming on the show and uh, spending some time and sharing his expertise with us. Austin, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And if anyone's interested, go check out our website. uh, It's alpineiq.com. Thanks, Austin. Appreciate your time.
0: This is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So welcome back to the business of cannabis, Um, I'd like to introduce our next guest, Rial Rusopoulos. Rial's had a a long and and interesting background in tech and marketing and like so many in this cannabis business, he got to start in another industry. Uh, For Rial, it was real estate driving leads uh, for realtors um, and in using video. So pretty innovative. Uh, Around seven years ago, he transitioned to the cannabis space, uh, starting uh, with video and growing the offering from there to include branding, PR, an events platform called MindSue. And yes, we'll be asking what that name means. Um, Rial, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David, for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, the name of the, the, the company is Cannabis Wiki. Which is uh, so tell us uh, first about your journey into into this cannabis PR space. Um, Like, how do you go from real estate to this? And then and then tell us a bit about cannabis wiki and and what you guys do.
1: Sure. So how I transition. So I I have kind of two starts in cannabis. Uh, The more recent one was, as you said, I was working in real estate. I was doing lead generation and SEO. I was doing like web kind of higher end marketing, not necessarily just websites for the realtors, but sort of lead gen sites. And, uh, and I, I was, uh, I had learned a very important lesson in planning your exit because I had unsuccessfully tried to sell these sites to some of the bigger real estate, you know, to the, to the brokerages. And, uh, I had lots of success with the individual realtors, but but learned the hard way that brokerages don't want to generate marketing because then they would have to decide who gets the lead and stuff, and that's that yes. then puts you know right put them in an awkward as the awkward. head of yeah. of I will I will not mention the company name, but as the head of the company said to me, I can count on one hand the number of people who understand marketing who work for me. Most of them. <laughs> sell three houses a year and they failed at nine other jobs before they landed on right. like real estate because yeah. I can't fire them. and They just give me $200 every time they list a house and they put my sign on front. Gotcha. I found that very ironic because it yeah. was true, though. He was like, I can't, you know, I would then have to round rob in the leads and most of them don't know how to close it. And that's where, you know, I I had this moment of like, oh, I really don't want to be selling this one at a time to realtors um and i was sort of i had i had spent almost a year trying to sell this company and my realtor partner was doing brilliantly obviously because he made all the lead you know referrals and uh and i wasn't doing okay as well so i i i went to this event uh, uh on literally on the top of a mountain in utah that was an entrepreneur geez kind of this whole Zen
0: thing. So yeah, it was
3: so you through snow. And it was so out of character for them.
1: me too. It was like it was this. You know, I got invited, and these guys I had met them at a at an event, and they were cool. And it was like, uh, why not? You know, I've 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 uh, I I don't know. I don't even know why it would normally. And it was really expensive too. It wasn't the kind of thing that I would normally do um but uh i i went and and it really was i i've been a number of times to the event since then because it was so kind of uh different and transformational but i met a bunch of these guys from colorado that were in the early stage of the cannabis business that was evolving in colorado uh this is probably a dozen years ago now i guess oh yeah um but uh um yeah and i just I, it was like this mind sort of you know expanding moment of like this is going to become legal in in canada like for freaking sure and i was living in bc at the at the time and hmm. i remember you know and i like everybody i knew grew weed in their basement Right, place. i was gonna say like, it was sort of like, legal in bc <laughs> <laughs> i mean it pretty much was like there were all these dispensaries on almost there was like literally more dispensaries than starbucks in vancouver at, at that time right before legalization they were just they were just everywhere and the cops weren't shutting them down and it like was california like, in
0: those days like every every subway every stop had, had yeah
1: yeah yeah so so the whole the whole idea was just like well you know that's would be a lot more fun than this freaking real estate stuff uh so i just i built this site called social and uh <laughs> I, it's my model. It was what I was doing in real estate was building these kind of directory sites for neighborhoods, and so in this case, it was just a directory site uh, of businesses in cannabis and dispensaries and stuff. And uh, and immediately, you know, within weeks of launching it, landed some good size wow. uh, mark marketing deals out of it, and one of them being Glacial Gold, which uh, proceeded to become a f- couple of years of my life building that brand into a national brand uh which which got shut down when legalization happened which was a killer uh and really threw me for a loop um which is partly where i landed with cannabis wiki as well uh but recently they've now circled back uh the the public company that that does extraction uh uh, next leaf solutions bought the brand uh, the legacy brand glacial gold they're they've just launched uh, in bc i believe and i think in ontario they're they're launching soon they've, they
0: have oil edible um, oh neat that's tablets. such an interesting story like that whole and, and before vague. and after a yeah. thing but you know that's that's cool so uh the, the legacy you, you, it's yeah.
1: funny like the we were kind of talking before the the break about how the initial round of public companies were all about how fast can they grow their brands? And I think now, or I mean, their, their, their grow spaces, you know what I mean? How many feet can I have under grow? Right, how, how, many, was how no, many pounds per square inch? Yeah. yeah, there was no thought for brand. There weren't even marketing directors for most of those companies. And I think now there's starting to, you know, realize, oh, we figure we have to figure out these differentiating sort of things. And I think you'll see more. I mean, there's been a several kind of, high profile uh, Glacial Gold being one of them acquisitions into of legacy companies. And I think you'll see more of that now as, as companies try to basically to either buy their way into a history or, or develop their own as well. Like I'm just saying now, now it's time to develop the brands because uh, you know, the initial arms race for the, for the Grow uh, spaces
0: is, is, has run its course. <laughs> well, that's an interesting uh, jump off point. Let's let's, Talk then talk to me a bit about in your mind, because because you've kind of been in the business and you've seen that, seen it from its inception to where we are now. This one, this difference between what you'll you know, what is a brand in cannabis? What does it really mean? And then how how do you go about creating it? What are some you know, are there steps? Is there a step? And and how is that evolving? It's a big question, so let's take it in two parts. Like, what what do you mean by brand? And is it is it real, or, or are you talking about different sugar waters? You know, I have Coke. No, this is Pepsi. Or right, but
1: what's the okay? So so I mean, they're like the two of the most iconic brands in global capitalism. So let's just talk about them in context for a second. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, what does Coke say to you? What does it mean to Coke versus Pepsi? What are what are their differentiating brand positionings?
0: Yeah. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm so. telling you, I'm asking you, like, just to oh, you, so like, uh, it's
1: not a, it's not a test. It's no a wrong test. or right answer. Uh, I'm saying so what typical. does Coke I didn't say to you and what does Why Pepsi Why did I say not
0: study last night? Instead, I had to watch Netflix. And I, I should, I just kept saying stop watching <laughs> TV, but I wouldn't. No, uh, but I'm serious. You know, like, it's not, Coke it's not a right or not. I'm yeah. asking
1: your, you like, what uh, is your perception? When you think of Coke, what do you
0: think of? Like, yeah, wholesome. It's, uh, you know, uh values and and wholesomeness and, and america and american and right? greatness I, and, and wholesome kind of and uh, would you say classic yeah absolutely
1: and and it's, and old and like old school and right versus and, pepsi is what literally like can you remember their slogan or or whatever i don't know if it still is but is it the it, next generation or something bam that's the one i was thinking of too right yeah. maybe we're just aging ourselves there we are totally like,
0: are because that's probably 20 years ago but uh, yeah, the point new, is you, you nailed it. T-
1: they yeah. have differentiated themselves from Coke Coca- because they're both selling fucking brown sugar water, right? Like, there's right. no difference. Yeah. But but they have differentiated themselves by positioning themselves as the taste of the new generation, where Coca-Cola has very carefully maintained its heritage position of being the the original one that you think of when you think of right, like we're we were the ones that were in the war. We were the ones that were like, they're all about the old school. And so Pepsi had no choice, but to say, well, fuck you. And then we're about the new school. Right. Right. And that's at the core, a great kind of analogy of brand of like, what do you identify with that brand? So how as a cannabis company, can I rise above the noise of all the other cannabis companies out there? and and resonate with my customers in a way that that they think of me when they think of cannabis or or at least they think of me in the top three brands when they think of cannabis right now, because I, 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 I there might be one brand that I would say has that cachet now. Um, but uh, which brand would that be? That I do ask that. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which brand? Reserve
0: that question for the a end. Brand. What, yeah. So, like, what, so what brands uh, in
1: cannabis, uh, you know, are
0: are are standing out? So let's that's... delve. One. What? What? Let's let's switch gears again a little bit because, and then we'll I'll, I'll I'll bring it back to the brand conversation. Sure. Imagine I'm a dispensary. What? What can I do to create a story than what I'm hearing a brand like you know what's my brand is it it's not all product? How do I marry my brand as a you know location dispensary a, a service provider with the products i'm who what is the brand is it the is it the cannabis is it the is it the location is it the experience how do you see i that? mean it's
1: it's all of those things right it's it's from where your store is, to how I feel when I walk through the doors, to, uh, you know, to the how your service staff greets me. I mean, all of that is part of the brand experience at the end of the day. Uh, You know, people like to sort of dumb it down to the logo and the color scheme and stuff like that. But those are those are just elements of of a brand. know the real brand is that that intangible tone essentially that you get okay when you you know and and in terms of how can a dispensary do that i mean you know i think you have to go further back to to who are you trying to appeal to right like who are you serving is it is it you know are you are you trying to serve a millennial customer base you, you know and the instinct is always to be everything to everyone, which is the the fatal death spin of, Mm. uh, you know, all of these brands right now. Like I, I literally can think of one that makes a really good brand story. And, and uh, like, there's just none, none in Canada for sure.
0: Like none. And, And you're saying the, what they're doing wrong in your mind is they don't have a clear conception of who their target is. I think that's
1: the first yes i mean that that's the 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 general you know we are the fucking amazon of cannabis is like you know the are oh, we do everything we have that's the goal things, for everyone things, right and like that'd be a we, gutsy
0: move wouldn't it though uh now on some level when you don't necessarily know it in clothing it's easier to go to say I'm going to go after X market because the markets are so clearly defined. No one would try to create clothing from for pe- from ranging from ten year olds to ninety year olds. No one no one would do that right. because obviously <laughs> because uh, <yeah. laughs> the, the market's been established. You have to you have to pick your market. Yes, uh, cannabis not so much because we hear a lot of people say to us one thing about. That's amazing is is the demographic is everyone. There's no one type of cannabis user. They're not all kids in other, the class what the stereotype. Right. Well, I mean a, there, a 40, 50, 60 100% there
1: are different types of cannabis users for sure and you know you would be best served to get laser focused on <laughs> servicing one of those groups really really well to the point where just like you were
0: with that, what that tablet of yours that you're literally right now writing notes on. Um, oh, for those of you here, I, I, uh, a product plug, I use the remarkable two, which is a, sort of a like a writing tool,
1: product a non-paid, plug.
0: but I'm a big advocate anyway. But yeah. <laughs> and so I was just bringing it
1: up because you like it enough to have like, you know, shared it with me in our little pre-interview about how much you like this product. And that's, if you can achieve that with your dispensary brand of like, oh my God, I went to the cutest freaking place. It was so awesome. The staff was so awesome. It was like, you know, they had like yoga classes upstairs and whatever, like whatever it is that makes you resonate with your audience enough that they want to go and tell all their friends about how cool your place is. Bam, you've hit it. And typically that's not going to be something that resonates with everybody the same way. Right? You' mm-hmm. you will have decided the space that you're going to play in and and what you're gonna do to to win and and let me just say right off the bat, the answer isn't to fucking discount or sell the cheapest product. right You have no room to move from there. And right. that's the other tragic thing that seems to be going on with uh, uh, cannabis in Canada anyway. Um, is this value brand kind of race trend, to the bottom, which is mm. just a race to the bottom, and there's no brand. Like again, like I'm not mm. loyal to uh, you know X Y Z bag of cheap bud. Now I'm just loyal right. to whatever the cheap
0: bud is. Right, right? I'm loyal <laughs> to cannabis. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I yeah. like cheap bud that I can't deny. Sorry. Right, totally. Um, well, uh, promote yourself a little bit. So. I'm uh, either a grower or so a dispensary <laughs> and and what does cannabis wiki do for me oh promote cannabis wiki
1: see that's so much easier because that's that's somewhat removed from me am I'm, <laughs> I'm joking because it's uh you know it's that talk about yourself or talk about your company right um, well
0: talk about your company because yeah, now yeah. let's make it real okay so I'll, because some of these are brand, uh, buzzwords they're important but okay brand I bought in I know I have to create a brand whether I'm a dispensary or I have to create an experience. Okay, I'm in. I, I, but how do I do that? What, let's, me, let's talk a bit about okay sure. give me some practical. Well, so first steps. of all, Cannabis
1: Wiki is not a branding agency. We we're not gonna help you necessarily right. yeah. with that uh stage of that. I do have some some great people that I can recommend that are brand. Uh, uh, people, uh, and for sure you can reach out. Okay, so I know. come
0: to you with a brand. I, I yes, know what I want. You, you, you have your I got my colors, my brand, my experience. I'm going after XYZ targets. All that stuff's done.
1: Right. What I will what we will help you do with Cannabis Wiki is to uh, tell your story uh, in a way that resonates with your audience and reach them through channels uh, that they are um you know tuned into basically so like so, a,
0: so this is PR this is marketing this is getting your message out
1: yeah PR would be kind of the clo I mean mar- you know it's all marketing at the end of the okay. day right but they're different sort of channels in marketing and I guess where we kind of uh specialize is is in the news PR and event space using
3: okay. launches
1: yeah. using you know uh partnerships with other uh podcasters or or you know having shows where your product can be mentioned organically, uh doing news about you from a third party perspective so that it doesn't look like your self promotional
0: uh you know, hey, buy my shit. Um right. It's it's uh you know Dave says this real's uh right it's dispensary hey, really is amazing. This
1: this you know this new uh brand of vaporizer keeps showing up on on all these different shows. And it's, you know, they're doing reviews about it over here. And, and it's sitting on the desk of, of, uh of this, you know, high uh, influence kind of, uh, uh you know, podcaster or, or interview show or whatever. So we, we, you know, we help you get your message out there. And typically, it's, again, in a very video heavy kind of way, because video is the most powerful medium in my in my mind uh, because of the kind of double hit of, of visual and, and audio. And the text. And the... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't have to sell video. I think everybody yeah. knows.
0: So <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're here with Real Rusopoulos of Cannabis Wiki, uh, cannabis.wiki, um, talking about uh, marketing and, and PR and getting your message out and branding um and events well let let, let me ask about that you you know uh because i mentioned up at the top the your your platform and i'm pronouncing it right Mind sue am i right mine sue yes okay what does that mean and what what because events are, are such an important part of this industry and most people would agree it's it's a bit wild and out of control and not necessarily as effective um, but tell, take me through mine, <laughs> Sue, and then first starting off what it means and then, um, what, what it does and how it could be useful. Cause I sure. think a lot of people are looking for help in terms sure. of what, what event should I go to? How do I do an event? How do I, all that stuff. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, there's the event world kind of exploded, uh, pre COVID and, and they're, you know. I guess you could say you need to select which ones you're going to participate in uh, you know unless you really have unlimited budgets uh right it it did become a little um excessive and then of course uh, you know so cannabis wiki's background we were we were event media partners with all of the top events in canada um and and so we would just go and do video interviews with all the ceos and, and that kind of stuff and when covid happened people were moving to zoom and and you know solutions that were essentially broadcast solutions right so we we wanted to do something that allowed people to interact more the way they would at an event which is Kind of why we go to events, right? You go to an event, you right. might hear one or two of the speakers, but really you're there to work the room and make contacts and meet new people, and and then you can zoom with them, yeah. right? Because yeah. you know them, because you've um, met them, yeah. And so that's what Mintsu. We actually were approached by the producers of uh Grow and Hemp Fest and the C45, and they were looking for a solution. And we literally built suit to uh, facilitate those cannabis conferences. It wasn't called Mintsu at that time um and so that was a, you know 2 years ago now basically this is the second year a year and a half ago or whatever okay so um,
0: mine su is for is to enhance the event experience uh networking meeting people getting breaking into yes. rooms sorry cool. very cool. long
1: to long sell that it's a virtual yeah. event platform it it solves okay. the event problem of having everybody on mute and not being able to you know, oh, go amazing. and network and, and go to a booth and meet somebody new or, or hang out cool. in the lobby and meet somebody new. So we we make it easy to have these side rooms uh, that you can navigate as a, not that I, as the con, you know, say, okay, now it's networking time and everybody go into this right. round robin room for yeah. 10 minutes.
0: Right. And everyone just, it's, yeah. I, 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 Right. Uh, yeah. I have right? to talk so, now. Yeah. so it's a much
1: more organic way to, to kind of meet people. And the fun thing is now that we've been doing it for a while is the 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 your identity is separate from the conference so in other words if you've been to two or three different events by different promoters you can see that history of other people that you've wow. met previously and talked super with super cool so you have and kind of a chat a reconnect going. right yeah and and again because we all go to all the same conferences at the end of the day right so right. so there's this kind of history that's now developing that we didn't wasn't intentional initially but it's becoming a really neat kind of additional feature that we had uh focused on
0: well real thanks very much we uh as always run out of time uh just as we seem to be delving into stuff um this is real risopolis of cannabis wiki uh that's cannabis wiki um if you want and, to learn and more about
1: and it sue dot ucom which means building face in front ah, yes. of your peers. we never covered that building yeah. phase
0: mind sue so uh a virtual event platform um uh anyway real thank you very much this is very interesting that whole uh, is, issue of, of, of building your story and getting your story out there um is one of the most important i mean my you know we i believe uh, stories of 2022 that is coming is who's going to emerge as a brand? Who's going to emerge as the leading figures, or even on a local level, who's going to establish themselves as the onesies and twosies uh, in a powerful in a neighborhood and build a powerful business? I think the on onesies real. and
1: twosies are actually going to be the, the really interesting ones to watch Ooh. because I think yeah. the you know they're they're the ones
0: that get the the real deep love, if you will. Gotcha. Yeah. The, they've created that connection, that story, that brand. Right. So, well, Riel, thanks very much uh, for coming. I enjoyed uh, talking to you. Thanks um, for having me. My pleasure. This uh, is The Business of Cannabis, and we'll be right back. Smart Saves, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. So we come to the end of the of the show.
2: Um,
0: I think a couple, uh, two more interesting guests, George, yeah, raises some interesting points about brand and how that's going to transform the industry.
3: Yeah, and I think uh, you and I might differ on this. I think right now, uh, cannabis is, because it's a, a new industry, um, I think that, It's about creating an experience and, um, you know, educating people. And eventually it will become a little bit more commoditized where people come in and they know what they want. And um, so, you know, right now it might be, you know, the Apple store, but in the future it might be something more like uh, um, like Walmart uh, in terms of how people consume it. Um, I might be totally. Wrong I would agree. On that. We
0: might we might disagree. I'll agree with that
3: <laughs> because <laughs> that's why I we're don't know. so I, I, we're so good together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah the, the the typical you know the roots of of the cannabis industry there's a whole craft element to this yep, that I, I don't know that exists in something like alcohol in the same way, um, but definitely if you think brand is going to come to the forefront over the next two to three years you might want to start positioning your business that way.
3: hundred percent um, and I think I think it will um, and even even if it doesn't become the main reason why people buy your product it's something you want to do to position yourself for longevity in the industry.
0: And then we, uh, we talked to Tim Ryball, Dispense Technologies uh, mm-hmm. Logistics and uh, delivery, maybe not the most exciting. Not sexy,
3: <laughs> not sexy but. It's like infrastructure, not yeah, sexy.
0: <laughs> but when you're building falls, I was just thinking, yeah, if you want to destroy, a boring way to destroy your business, then yeah. ignore those issues. So that, that was pretty cool.
3: A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it's one of these things that people don't really give a lot of thought to until there's a problem, right? Right. And I think, um, you know, you can address it upfront before there are problems uh, with uh, with Tim's solution, and um, you you don't have to look too much um, back in history than uh, maybe last year when you know supply chain issues came up in food and toilet paper and things like that. So um, you know it, it definitely addresses some of those uh, potential uh, problems.
0: The business of cannabis has been brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products. Cash Tech Currency Products helps you track, manage, and secure your physical cash at your cannabis dispensaries. Uh, go to www.cashtechcurrency.com for more information.
3: And thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a few more guests and uh, which will help you grow your business at your cannabis business and uh, just educate you a little bit more. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.
0: And this has been... The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call CashTech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. didn't take long. Uh, we're at the end of another uh, show. Um, mm-hmm. Austin Green from Alpine IQ and Rial Russopolis from Cannabis Wiki, as always, lots to think about. Uh, certainly, Austin Green raise, you know, raises the issues around just having technology in place, yes. in this case, in the marketing field.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I I think it's one of the things that people don't necessarily address early on, but how are you going to reach your customers and how are you going to get them to keep coming back? And uh, I think their platform uh, offers the ability to do that. And, you know, it's not just, you know, uh, about staying in contact, it's about giving value. And, um, you know, I think the more uh of a platform you have like that the easier it is to stay in touch and and offer value to your customers.
0: And, you know I was thinking it's it's not that platform per se uh and we're going to be bringing lots of technologies uh, to the show um, mm-hmm. over the next while it's you you have to have one. Yeah you just have to, you can't wait anymore. it's table
3: stakes. Yeah it's get table stakes. one. Yeah. So
0: put the energy and effort into that and then I thought mm-hmm. um real from Cannabis Wiki just just saying, yeah, well, it's all great to do all this work. We're talking about branding. And mm-hmm. you know, we had a guest uh the other week uh, who's talking about the rise of the brand as opposed to the dispensary experience, and it's a consumer packaged goods industry over the next okay, mm-hmm. great, but you know, if you're the tree that falls in the woods and no one hears you, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's not easy to get your message out there.
3: No, and you have to. You have to invest in getting your message out there, um, especially depending on what area you're in, uh, what state you're in. Um, there are a ton of competitors. And how do you differentiate yourself? And a That's lot of one that thing you know.
0: Competitors are coming. I don't care where you are. Yeah, Even if there's no competitor you're just,
3: yeah,
0: you're going be a small little town uh, yep. Tomorrow, a dispensary is opening up around across the street. Yeah,
3: but <laughs> in some states like Oregon and Washington, I know that there's you know 23 dispensaries within a mile. Sure. And uh, so, how do you uh, how do you get your message out? How do you differentiate yourself? Yeah. A lot of that comes down to you know PR, um, social what, what you're doing on social media, um, and how do you market directly? And I think both guests kind of address. Um, that issue. And even if it's something that you're not actively doing right now, you need to be to your point, Dave. Um, otherwise, you know, in the very near future, it's going to be problematic.
0: The business of cannabis has been brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products. Cash Tech Currency Products helps you track, manage, and secure the physical cash in the cannabis dispensary. Go to www.cashtechcurrency.com for more information
3: thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with more guests and trying to help you grow your cannabis business uh, in any way that we can we can help. If you have any questions, you want to you want to ask us, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to us on on Twitter, Facebook or go to cashtech.currency.com and we'd be happy to help.
0: And this has been The Business of Cannabis.
1: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.